0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast.
1: You're live with the App Show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. We've got uh, Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams with me, uh, as always. We've got lots to talk about on the program today. Of course, we'll be doing our uh, Hot 5. This week it's Hot 5 sports app, so if you're a sports fan, you'll want to stay tuned for that. We also will be uh, chatting about what's streaming this week on Netflix and Crave TV. And we're going to talk more about the... uh, the two big uh, chip problems that are happening right now, Spectre and Meltdown, affecting all iPhones, iPads, Android phones, and tablets. What you need to know, what you need to do to protect yourself. we going to start off with a, a bit of uh, app news uh, this week. Christina, a female-only ride-hailing app, could it actually work in Mexico?
2: Yeah, this is a really interesting idea, and I actually really like this idea. Basically, uh after a series of events with car services like Uber, uh, there is a Mexican app developer who who has developed an app that is female-only ride-sharing.
1: How do they know you're female? I guess when the driver picks you up.
2: (laughs) Well, no, you create a user profile just like you would in Uber. Um, And so, yeah, it just uh, prevents you from having to, uh, you know, car share with a male driver.
1: Is that a big problem?
2: Well, in Mexico? It, it seems to, to be a big problem. Back in September, they had an incident uh, where a young lady went out um, with friends and, of course, being a logical person, decided to take a taxi home after a late night. Uh, unfortunately sorry, not a taxi, but uh, one of these car sharing services called Cabify, um, and she never made it home. And they found her body, unfortunately, a week later.
1: Very, very sad. Um, Speaking of Uber, still uh, there's a fake Uber app that uh, actually hijacks your password and can even cover its tracks.
2: That's correct. Yes, uh, this uh, app is very sneaky, so it uses deep linking so that... Um, it will at prompt you for, you for your username and password, and actually link you back to the actual Uber app after it's stolen that information. So you are none the wiser. What does it do with it? Well, I'm I'm sure that information isn't <laughs> being used for uh, for positive purposes. I
1: guess it can get access to your credit card information and what have you.
2: Well, many users also use the same password across different services. So if you're doing that, you should stop immediately. But you know what's interesting about this is that uh, we talked recently about Apple and the way you get the random prompts all the time to enter your Apple ID and password. Yes. And that completely opens you up to falling victim victim to something like this because you're used to feeling like it's sort of random and it just happens without you knowing. So how will you know if this is a malicious
0: prompt? The best thing to do is if you're in an app and you get a prompt for a password that you didn't expect, close the app out. And if the the password prompt pops up again, if it's the operating system modal prompt, you could probably feel more comfortable in entering that in. The best thing is is asking for your Apple ID. Head over to the uh, iCloud section in your settings and enter the password there. That should actually uh, confirm that across the operating system. If it pops up again, uh, then you've got a rogue app, which on iOS is actually very very unusual, um, and it's something that we're on Android on. though. It's more of a problem. It's more of an issue on Android, yeah.
1: Also in the news, uh, if you've been following uh, world news, uh, a lot of protests happening over in Iran. Uh, Iran uh, has uh, now blocked uh, any encrypted messaging apps uh, during the nationwide protests.
0: This is actually incredibly frustrating. It's one of those things where um, you know being able to sideload apps is actually kind of a, a nice feature uh, because being able to block those apps from app stores uh, means that you can't have these encrypted messages. And we've seen in the past other apps have hidden encrypted messaging inside of uh, you know, games and uh, and other applications. But the cool key to encrypted messaging is making sure that the government can't read what it is that you're doing. So apps like Signal and Telegram, uh, Facebook Messenger actually has their secret message, which is end-to-end encrypted. Uh, iMessage is inherently end-to-end encrypted, so I'm not really sure what... Uh, uh, what the Iranian government is doing about that, but this is one of those things where it very much is uh, sort of the canary in the coal mine. You know, as soon as your government is saying that you can't send encrypted messages or you can't have private messaging, uh, <laughs> we're we're in a we're in a dire state. So. Um, There are actually a number of different uh, applications, uh, FireChat being one of them, where you can actually send messaging through Bluetooth instead of through the cellular networks, which does get around this to a certain degree. That was also used in Arab Spring uh, a few years back. So frustrating to see. Uh, There are ways around it, but uh, it's, uh, it's definitely a telling thing for the Iranian government right now. Uh, Christina, Apple had a fantastic
1: uh, year in the App uh, Store, and uh, this is something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, just after New Year's, how well Apple did uh, the previous year, and there were some staggering numbers. Uh, Now, this year on New Year's Day alone, it has blown me away. They uh, actually took in more than $300 million in the App Store on January 1st, $300 million in one day.
2: Yeah. And it's not surprising because like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, people have opened all those devices over Christmas and now they want to load them up with all their favorite apps or try some new ones.
1: And so the seven day period uh, from uh, December 24th, uh, you know, for seven days, they took in $890 million. That's almost a billion dollars in apps.
0: And Apple's taking thirty percent on that as well, right? So they're doing
1: okay. <laughs> they're doing
0: quite all right, yeah. And it's it's. I mean, the the fun thing about this is, you know, for Canadians, there were a lot of Boxing Week sales on apps and app purchases and apps that were discounted. I know I picked up a ton of games and cool productivity applications that were at reduced price. But absolutely, my spend was was massively up in that week because there was a, quite a bit more opportunity and there was also more visibility. People were talking about apps. So this is a, this is very much a a powerful economy in and of itself that really shows no signs of stopping anytime soon.
1: And so if you want to know how much money app developers uh, made in 2017, $26.5 billion. That's just money going to the uh, the developers, the people that made apps in just the Apple apps. So we're not even talking about Google.
0: Yeah. So this is just, again, a, a massive economy for the iOS system and then Google itself, I mean, There are apps that you'll find through the uh, Google Play Store, but there are also plenty of other apps that can be uh, loaded on separately. So there are figures here that we're not even going to see reported because of the way that this system works. Uh, There's a lot of money moving in this space. I think we need to get into making apps.
1: Uh, Downloading the flashlight app or any of those flashlight apps from Google Play might be a bad idea.
2: Surprise surprise <laughs> i've
1: I've heard this before, and again, uh, you know it's just kind of it's kind of tough because I know on the Apple side, uh, they're much more stringent with what apps get into the app store on Google, it's not so much
2: it's not very stringent at all. And in fact, uh, over twenty two different apps were found in the Google Play Store that uh, that were using. Uh, your information,
0: so this is kind of the back and forth between the uh, the Google world and the Apple world. I mean, a lot of uh, people out there absolutely love Android. I think Android's a great operating system. Um I use it for a few things. It's in my car, for example. Um, but for my mobile devices, I tend to be iOS. And the argument that you tend to hear is, well, Google gives me the choice. Android gives me this freedom and this flexibility. I mean, with great power comes great responsibility, though, and I think Google's not doing the <laughs> <And> best <hackers. laughs> job, right? Yeah, and this is really where you know I would I would put the challenge out to Google in 2018. In 2017, you had a lot of apps across the board that were asking for permissions that they shouldn't have. We've got games that are listening to the uh, the TV that you're watching and serving you ads that way. This is one of those things where they need to do a better job of protecting their user. And you know, Apple is very much they're they're the the staunch wall between it. And yes, it is a walled garden, but that wall is protecting you from a lot of really nasty stuff that's going on out there. Whereas the Android operating system tends to be a bit more of a Wild West, which I mean, hey, if you want to be a cowboy, that's fantastic. But unfortunately, they end up getting more viruses if that analogy scans. Yeah, but it's it's kind of scary because when you look at the smartphone marketplace worldwide, uh,
1: Google with their Android operating system, because so many manufacturers uh, use it and can make phones with it, they control about 80% Of the worldwide market of smartphones. They blow Apple out of the water. Uh, So, you know, with the sheer amount of phones out there, uh, you know, hackers obviously target, uh, you know, the Google
0: Android phones a lot. And like I said, with great power comes great responsibility. It's up to you, Google.
2: It's also a little bit unfortunate when you think about it because a lot of these Google devices are um, priced at more palatable price points for areas that are less developed where people have less access to information about uh, these, you know, malware apps, et cetera. So these people are falling victim more than, um, you know, even we are here.
0: And what little you have being stolen there is so much more impactful. It's it's really, it's, this is something that needs to be actioned in 2018. Well, let's switch over to uh, Apple and uh, get the latest weekly iPhone tip. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. So this week's iPhone Tip of the Week goes out to everyone with an iPhone 6, iPhone 6S, iPhone SE, iPhone 7, or the Plus models of those phones. This tip is short and sweet. If your phone seems slow and your battery life is not what it used to be, it's time for you to go into an Apple store and get your battery changed. Because for the next year, Apple is offering a discount on battery swaps. What used to be about 90 bucks is going for about $35 right now. And as of iOS 10.2, it'll actually help fix some of those slowdowns. The process is pretty simple. You walk into an Apple store, or you call the Apple Care line, you get them to run a diagnostic, and you pay $35 to get your new battery. This is incredibly important to that do. That includes installation, though, That as includes well. installation. Basically, you drop your phone off, you come back an hour later, and and you're going to get this. You will find actually right now, if you go in immediately, uh, that some Apple stores are running out of batteries because so many people are coming in to get this essentially great deal on a, a renewed phone experience for these models. It so, does,
1: It really adds a lot of life to the phone.
0: It does, yeah. I mean, if, again, if you found this slowdown or if you found your battery life not to be what it used to be, this is a great way to give your phone a refresh, and even if you're going to be upgrading your phone and you're going to be handing this off to a family member or selling it on Craigslist, what better way to do this uh, in, in a nice fashion, but have a brand new battery for whoever's going to be using that phone. So that's this week's iPhone tip of the week. Get your battery changed. Christina, you've got an iPhone 6.
2: I have a 6s actually, and I have already had my battery changed once because it fell into a recall. Um, but now I'm at the stage again where, where it's that time.
1: Well, go check that out. We have lots more to talk about on the app show today. We'll, of course, be doing our Hot 5 in a little while. Hot 5 sports apps this week. So if you're a sports fan or know someone who is, want to tune into that. Also, we'll be talking about what's streaming on Netflix and Crave TV. Coming up after this break, this is an important segment you have to listen to. If you have any type of computing device, and of course, on the app show, we're talking mobile devices in a lot of cases, iPhones, iPads, Android phones, Android tablets, there are some really bad security exploits out there for the chips that run these devices. They're called Spectre and Meltdown. We're going to tell you what they can possibly do and the type of information they can get from your phone and how to stop it. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. We talk about the wild world of apps in every program, whether you've got an Android phone, tablet, an iPhone, iPad, smart TV, so many of these devices are controlled by apps. Now, even these new digital speakers like the Google Home and Amazon Echo, we'll be talking more about those uh, uh, voice skills uh, in programs to come uh, as well. Before we talk about uh, Meltdown and Spectre, two huge chip vulnerabilities uh, that uh, affect pretty well every device in the world. Let's get a Facebook tip. From Graham. What do you got, Graham? So today's
0: Facebook tip of the week is a battery saver for all of you out there who are suffering from Facebook's famous impact on your batteries. And the tip is, you're going to laugh here, uninstall Facebook what um, kind of tip is that? Well, but you can also uh, install an app called Friendly. So Friendly is a third party app for Facebook and Instagram that gives you the, pretty much mostly the same functionality as Facebook, but with a much lower impact on your battery. It also lets you shift back and forth between Facebook accounts. So if you have one for work and one for personal, it's kind of handy. And it lets you lock the app with a key code or Face ID and Touch ID, keeping people out of your account if you don't want them in there. So Friendly is a free app to download. There's a one-time in-app purchase to remove ads. And that that is this is this week's Facebook tip of the week. Swap your Facebook app for Friendly.
1: Okay, so this is interesting. Uh, I hear all the time uh, about people's battery being drained. You're saying Facebook is a huge drain.
0: It is. I mean, this is an app that's had a lot of work done on it over the last few years. It's jumped from being 18 megabytes when it first launched, which was huge, to over 250 megabytes on iOS. This is not a small app. There's a lot of code. There's a lot of stuff going on here. And Facebook, because it's constantly in production, they haven't had a chance to do a full-on rewrite. Well, if you look back at the App Store, we've been at, we've been at this for almost 10 years. So there are pr- certain parts of code that on certain phones, um, people are finding that it, it absolutely drains this. The number one tip on the, uh, the Apple and Android subreddits, if you want to preserve your battery life, delete two things, Facebook and YouTube. And a lot of people have found that it's been very beneficial to do so. The mobile sites for both of these uh, applications are actually quite good. So a lot of people are saying, just use the mobile site.
1: So if you go to your web browser, like Safari in your iPhone or Chrome on an Android phone.
0: I mean, the downside to that is you're not going to be getting the notifications. So if you are a Facebook junkie and you you thrive on your likes and shares.
1: I don't care about that.
0: Well, and so saving the battery life would be. I care about that. Yeah, it would be good for you. And the idea here as well is maybe we're spending a little too much time on these social (laughs) networks. So being able to wean yourself off and back off of this a little bit might not be the worst thing. So Friendly or the mobile app, mobile site versus the Facebook app could actually be better for both your health and your battery life.
1: I'm going to switch gears here now. Uh, and I want to talk about uh, some names in the news this week that I don't think everyone really fully understands uh, what it's all about. Uh, one is Meltdown. One is Spectre. These are chip vulnerabilities or security issues that... Uh, The Google research teams have found that affect pretty well most devices in the world. So uh, if uh, your device runs uh, an Intel chip, ARM chip, some AMD chips, uh, you've got a problem. And this affects not only computers, but also phones, Android phones, iPhones, tablets, everything.
0: This is a really big deal, and it's something that has been in chip manufacturing and engineering for the last 10 years. As you said, Google's Project Zero is the group that found this. This is a group that uh, sets out to look for zero-day exploits, so exploits that have not been patched, um, and it, they look for a way to identify them and then get the information out to the right people so they can patch them before people uh, get into attacking people with these exploits. Um The interesting thing here is that Google says that they do not believe that these exploits have ever been used in the wild, but it's absolutely impossible to tell whether or not they have. So there are two exploits here. Meltdown is the first one, and this one's kind of interesting because... You know, it breaks the layer between the user world. So, these are the applications that we run and the the, programs and the operating system, which is typically where a lot of the secure stuff happens. And it lets information leak out from one into the other. So, that means that your user app, if your user app is malicious, with the right timing attack, can actually grab things like passwords and banking information. This is a big deal. And unfortunately, it can't be fixed in hardware; it has to be fixed in software. So patches are being put out right now. Unfortunately, they're saying that you know this will slow down computers. Um, you know, anywhere between five and thirty uh, percent for average and everyday users. We're seeing that the impact is quite low, but for enterprise, it's quite high. So we're seeing up to seventy percent slowdowns, which is above what some people were predicting. It's rough. Spectre is the other one. And okay. that's
1: kind of the same thing
0: kind of the same thing but even more difficult to patch um you know meltdown we're looking at fixing right now uh, specter we're going to be dealing with on an app by app basis uh and we're going to be fixing this for years to come so there's gonna have to be a big change in processor engineering from everyone involved um intel being the the biggest one that we have to deal with uh the best thing that you can do right now is update your software make sure your operating system is updated make sure your antivirus is updated Uh, If you do these things, you're getting out ahead of this. And I think that's probably the best choice of action for a lot of people out there.
1: you got an iPhone, you got an Android phone or any of the associated tablets or iPads, make sure you update the operating system with the latest updates because that will patch these uh, issues. So it's a a must-have thing that you have to do if you've got these devices. When we come back from the break here on the App Show, we're going to be talking about the Hot 5 Sports Apps. Stay tuned. You are back with... The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Christina and Graham. Still lots to talk about on today's program. Later on, of course, we'll be uh, talking about what's streaming on Netflix and Crave TV. Also, Crazy App of the Week and our Travel App of the Week from Christina. Right now, of course, it's that time in the program. One of my favorite segments. The Weekly App Hot Five. This week, it's the Hot Five sports apps. Uh, so these are for all the sports lovers out there. And if you know someone who's into sports, write these down. Number five, Christina.
2: Number five is the Bleacher Report. This one shies away from the more generalized approach to sports news, and it uh, actually lets you select your favorite teams so that it will curate relevant real-time notifications and news from around the web.
1: So if I liked uh, the Canucks, for example, I would just kind of get all that news and, and goodness around that.
2: That's correct.
1: Very cool. We're talking about the hot five sports apps this week. Number four.
2: Number four is ESPN. This one gives you all of the sporting news information and information worldwide, uh, and it's easily customizable, so you can add your favorite teams as well.
1: Hot five sports apps here on the App Show this week. Number three.
2: We have Yahoo Fantasy Sports, so apps have definitely made fantasy sports a lot easier these days. And this one is a best is the best all in one app. It covers fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey.
1: And so you can enter into these uh, different fantasy pools.
2: That's correct.
1: Do you do that, Graham, or you uh, just play fantasy games?
0: <laughs> I, I play a lot of fantasy sports, actually. Uh, yeah. I'm part of the fantasy Bocce League. Bocce. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really. I don't High think impact.
1: there is one. I don't think there is a fantasy bocce
0: league. You know, there, there there would be if there weren't people like you just talking down to us all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, number two, we're talking about the hot five sports apps this week for sports fans.
2: This one is StubHub. This is an online service that allows you to buy and sell tickets to things like games, concerts, and other events. You can look up game schedules right from this app and see the seat layouts and follow specific teams or artists if you're into music as well.
1: So this is a ticket resale
0: site.
2: That's right, but I mean obviously for sports fans that's really important because you're uh you know interested in going to games and all that. It's
0: kind of fun because this is actually a game in and of itself is finding tickets and not feeling ripped off if you can do that. <laughs> you've won the I know. Game. So
1: I I have a love-hate relationship with that app to be honest because I hate that those apps exist because you have to buy then tickets at inflated costs. At the same time, if you want tickets that are sold out, where are you going to go? You know, whenever I go to other cities, I like to try to catch some of the baseball games, especially down in the US. And, you know, I wanted to go to a Yankees game in New York one time. Uh, Those things are sold out like way in advance. So the only place I could find it was StubHub, but at least I could get tickets.
0: I feel like we need legislation to say that you can't sell a ticket for more than the face value. Let's call on the provincial and federal governments to make that happen. Yeah, that'll never happen
1: in a billion years. Uh, I know uh, a lot of uh, jurisdictions. I know Ontario's looking at legislating things like, uh, you know, ticket bots and stuff like that. But I just don't know how they're going to really, you know, get any legislation that has teeth because these things are worldwide.
0: They are. And I mean, it's it's really tragic because it basically just adds a man in the middle um, where there is profit-taking and rent-seeking happening. And if you like to go to events, you like to go to games, it's really tragic that you are, there's somebody stepping in the way and taking more of your money uh, when it, it shouldn't be that way.
1: I think I've hijacked this hot five here. So the hot (laughs) five, uh, number one app for sports fans this week, Christina.
2: Number one is The Score, and this one is a Canadian app. It delivers up to the second game updates and stats, as well as breaking sports news. It also has an event calendar and past stats. The really cool thing about this one is the social features. Uh, They let you uh, share stories, stats, and game summaries to your social networks really easily.
1: That was the Hot 5 list this week for sports fans. Uh, And speaking of games, uh, Graham, you've got a Game
0: App of the Week. I do indeed. This week's Game of the Week is a deep, rich journey into the future with a fascinating adventure game called... The Talos Principle. So this was originally released for PC. It's now out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and iPad. And for those of you with iPads, it's significantly less expensive, ringing in at just over $6 uh, for instead of the $15 price point that you'll find on other platforms. So this is a fascinating first-person perspective game where you play an artificial life form that is to try to find out what happened to the world, who's controlling the space that you're in, and what your place in the universe actually is. You'll solve puzzles and avoid robotic guards in a nonviolent way as you try to crack the secrets of this game. There are hours and hours of gameplay here, so check it out. It's the us Principle, and it's available from your app store. And who would like this? Is this aimed at adults, kids? I would say that, uh, you know, older kids, if you're you're in your tweens and teens, would probably love it. Adults, I I mean, I found this very compelling, and I found the storyline to this game very compelling, so I'd say it's great for adults as well. When we come back from the break, still lots more to talk
1: about. Uh, We'll be talking about our crazy app of the week. you want to stay tuned for that one. And also what's streaming on Netflix and Crave TV. This is The App Show. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Still uh, lots more to talk about. Uh, We'll be getting to some of the streaming shows uh, this week. But before we get
0: there, we've got our Graham Williams with the streaming app of the week. So this week's streaming app of the week is Anchor, and this is a fun one if you like to listen to shows like ours. Because Anchor is a podcast app, and so in this podcast app, when you fire it up, you can follow different shows and different podcasters. There's a whole uh, list and roster of people that you can you can listen to, and you can listen to shows that are live and that are pre-recorded, so you can go back and listen to other episodes. But the cool feature here is that you can also be a podcaster. See, at the bottom of the app, there is this big red button, and you can start to record your own stuff just by talking into your phone. The cool thing here is you can also add other people uh, who have the Anchor app. You can call them from app to app, and they can use their own phones, or you can dial their telephone number and record conversations with them directly. So It's kind of a cool way for you to create your own content very easily just by tapping on this red button. And so it's, it's simple. It's easy. It includes a vibrant online community. You can divide things up into episodes and add metadata after the fact and uh, basically become your own radio station while listening to a full range of content that you might also enjoy. So that's this week's streaming off of the week. It is Anchor.
1: And there's all sorts of different types of topics on there, like entertainment, gaming, uh, sports, politics, everything.
0: Yeah, I love to talk about bocce on there. So it's a, it's a pretty cool, fun. I think uh, that bocce has been banned from there. Yeah, yeah. it's we're we're really we're fighting back against that. <laughs> it's been tough. The oppression of bocce is a serious issue, Mike. Let's uh,
1: see what uh, some new shows uh, and movies are coming out this week. Streaming this week. Well, not a lot this week, I guess. Uh, the the streaming services kind of put out everything during the holiday seasons, but there's a, a few little uh, gems. So what do we have on uh, Netflix?
2: We have Disjointed season two.
1: Crazy joints. It's Ford
0: Williams. Sunshine, lollipops and bingles. I'm get back to my roots. The whole planet's gone to hell.
1: I'm pissed off. Okay, this is a crazy show. <laughs> this is about a, uh, I guess, a marijuana shop. Is that Kathy Bates?
0: That is Kathy Bates. Yes. The, the ineffable Kathy Bates, uh, you know, misery, the um, unsickable Molly Brown, like Kathy Bates. Anyway, it's uh, if you're
1: into that whole, uh, I guess, pot culture uh, or just kind of fun uh, types of, it's almost kind of sitcom-y, uh, this would be the show for you. You've seen part of it.
0: I've seen part of it. And I think I get the allure. I, I it's, <laughs> I mean, it's got a laugh track. It's overly lit. They, and the, the comedy is kind of, it's a little predictable. Like, you know, the joke that's going to come. And uh, a few of my friends uh, were laughing just off their gourd on this. And I kind of looked at it and went, Maybe I'm just not suitably chemically enhanced for this right now. So imagine
1: if you're high, this show will be hilarious. I
0: think so. I think they should do like a tie-in with Domino's and uh, you know, just that's <laughs> this, this is a binge watcher's disjointed. Brought to you by Domino's. Right. and
2: all of the pot stores on our street near the the, the office. There,
0: yeah, just <laughs> here you go. Watch Disjointed and have a good time. Season two. Uh, let's head over to Crave TV. What do they got going, Christina?
2: Sam Smith live in London. Baby, won't you stay, stay? stay. Oh, baby, won't stay? stay,
1: stay? Oh, baby, won't you stay? stay, stay? You know, I could just listen to that for the rest of the show. That uh, that guy's voice is like butter, and so this is uh, a concert uh, in London. If uh, you're into. Uh, Sam Smith, uh, which I know a lot of folks are, it's fantastic.
2: If you're not into Sam Smith, I have to ask why.
0: Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm
2: concerned for you. His hit
0: song, (laughs) Stay With Me, uh, quite the opposite of what I usually experience with it, which is I've called you an Uber. So... (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad. Um, bad. Too
2: much insight into Graham's life right now. (laughs) Can
0: can I ask? We're on Crave. Can, Can we talk about Star Trek Discovery?
2: Oh, my goodness, Okay,
0: every week you find
1: a way to bring up Star Trek Discovery, and unfortunately, it's coming back this week with the latest episodes. We strive toward this dream of peace where all species can share common ground. Yet no dream will protect us
2: from you. We have been waiting for someone worthy of our attention.
1: I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save all of you. Okay, if you're into Star Trek, you have to watch this. This is the latest uh, in the Star Trek's uh, Star Trek franchise. Uh, CBS has launched it on their new streaming service down in the U.S. CBS All Access. Up here in Canada, available on Crave TV.
0: Yeah, and this is episode number ten. We took a mid-season break. There were some huge events that happened in season nine, and now Gabriel Lorca and Michael Burnham and crew have found themselves in a very mysterious situation because, you know, mid-season, you're going to want a cliffhanger. So they've cliffhangered us, and we're going into a very exciting episode. I'm I'm pretty stoked. You've been you've been watching this, right, Mike?
1: I well, I'm a Star Trek guy, so I I love it. Uh, but it's different. Uh, you know, the Star Treks in the past have been more uh, I guess, lighter. Yeah. I, I would say this is dark. Well, this is like uh, the Federation going to war.
0: Well, and and, they, and they, they did go to war and basically there's been a, you know, a serious conflict with the Klingons uh, led by their sort of messianic figure Takuvma uh, and company. And <laughs> love that you remember all the names. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing is, I mean, if you're looking for a more traditional Star Trek show, there is the Orville, Yes, right, which you Seth MacFarlane's. It's series. streaming on City TV right now, and it's also you can get it on iTunes. Uh, it feels a lot like Star Trek: The Next Generation. Star Trek has progressively been tackling more difficult issues, though. Like Deep Space Nine was, it felt very much like this in the last couple of seasons. So Discovery has more of the J.J. Abrams, you know, shine and polish. Yeah, and, the production value is fantastic. Yeah, and I mean they're 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 tackling some serious stuff. Um, you know, there's some some uh, issues uh, in this show. PTSD, um, sexual assaults, um, you know the the nature of uh, people being traitors. So there's some heavy stuff here. But Star Trek has always tackled serious societal issues. So this one's kind of a good one. I think it's I think it's the right Star Trek for our time. And if you're not watching it, I think it's a great political drama that also happens to happen in space.
1: Okay. So for people out there that aren't Trekkies, uh, like Christina, uh,
2: my eyes glazed over about three okay. minutes ago. Is this is this a show <laughs> that would be
1: interesting to them?
0: You know, I feel like the characterizations, I feel like the the interactions between these characters, there's enough uh, political intrigue, there's enough personal intrigue, and there's enough uh, action, if you like action as well, That's make that makes this kind of interesting. I think it's actually a good entry point to Star Trek because it is so different.
1: Okay. <laughs> On that note, uh, we are going to uh, talk about the crazy app of the week. What do we have, Christina?
2: This week, we have Yarn. This is... Uh... A really funny little app. Actually, it's available on both Android and iOS. Um, it lets you consume stories via text message. So it is almost like spying on someone else's text messages. If that is appealing to anyone,
0: I've actually I've, I've followed a couple of yarns, and they're they're kind of neat. Um, there was a a storytelling um, uh, online community that uh, was was playing with this for a while, and being able to sort of access to this. It's a new and different type of storytelling. I found it a very cool way of looking at it.
2: It's also great uh, if you have a short attention span, which a lot of people tend to do these days because we are so overstimulated. I have found personally that uh, I love to read, but I have a harder time these days because I'm so used to having, you know, three devices in my face. And so I will usually stop reading and look at my phone after about 30 minutes or so. <laughs> um, so if you're suffering from some uh, attention span issues, this is apparently the app for you <laughs> for consuming storytelling.
0: Would I like this?
2: Um, I don't know. What do you think, Graham?
0: You know, I, I think I think you might enjoy it for a short period of time. Maybe, maybe give one or two a try and um, let us know what you think. When we come back from the break, it's travel
1: app of the week and also a new skin scanner that attaches to your iPhone and an app that tells you how good or bad your skin is. Would you use something like that? More with the app show after this. You're back with the app show. Still a bit of time left. Let's get to the travel app. What do we got, Christina?
2: We have the Timeout app. This one provides a great directory of ideas of things to do around the world. Everything from bars, restaurants, attract- attractions, and events in a city that you're visiting. And you can even book restaurants and concert tickets through the app and create customized travel guides for your holidays.
1: I like this because, uh, you know, I do a lot of business traveling, but, you know, I've got some spare time in the evenings and I'm always like searching on the web for like concerts or stuff like that. So this kind of amalgamates it all into one?
2: That's right. And Time Out is actually a website that I uh, frequently visit when I'm traveling in cities. It's better, I find, for cities, especially London. I found it really useful um, for giving you all the greatest things to do there and uh, restaurants and pubs and all that good stuff.
1: Timeout. Out, uh, I guess, uh, for iOS and Android?
2: Yes, both platforms and it's free
1: we got a little bit of time left. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, and we're going down to the Consumer Electronics Show in uh, Las Vegas to check out all the latest gadgets. Neutrogena, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Christina, they make uh, a huge line of skincare products. They have a new iPhone scanner and app that, uh, s- that would allow you to scan your skin and compare to other uh, people in your age range and give you tips on how to improve your skin quality.
2: Wow, this doesn't sound like uh it's going to be a buzzkill at all.
1: <laughs> it's called Skin 360. Uh that's sorry, that's the app. Uh the skin scanner is the name of the actual device. It like plugs right onto the top of your uh your iPhone. It's only available for iPhone right now to start. Uh but yeah, you basically run this thing on your skin and it it scans the skin into the app and gives you a a Skin 360 score as they call it.
2: I think I'm going to remain blissfully ignorant because comparing you yourself totally, to,
1: Oh, You know
0: what? You're going to totally no, get No,
2: comparing yourself to other people in your age range, that's just a recipe for disaster.
0: Well, I mean, personally, I look at it this way because there are 12 LEDs in this thing and there's a 30 times magnifier and there's a moisture sensor. And as someone who has combination skin... And, you know, requires a lot of skin maintenance. I think this would actually be an excellent choice for me. So I'm really looking forward to using it. It's got uh, in the app, a blue improve button that leads you, of course,
1: to the Neutrogena store. (laughs) Shocking. I didn't see that one coming. No, that's that's the twist of the
0: show right there.
1: So it won't, uh, treat acne or detect signs of melanoma because, uh, that would require Johnson and Johnson to get FDA approval of the device. But, uh... It will give you, I guess, other skincare
0: tips. Yeah, you know, basically, I mean, I think everybody out there probably should be toning and moisturizing after you after you clean your skin. I think that's fairly important. We all know that, right? We all do that.
2: Um, I think you're the only one in this room, Graham.
0: No, this is killing me here. You guys <laughs> need to take better care of your skin. You've only got one epidermis. One epidermis. <laughs> okay, how much would you pay for this skin scanner? I I think I'm probably topping around at around probably forty nine ninety nine. How much is it? 50 bucks. Boom. You must have read the article. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all the time we have left on Get Connected. Don't forget to listen. Get Connected. I mean the app show. It is the app show. It's okay. I'm getting confused. Don't Yeah, don't forget to listen to Get Connected every Saturday, our sister show about all things uh, technology. For the app show, it's Mike, Christine, and Graham signing off. We'll see you again next time.